This is the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast, a weekly podcast for people who experience the world brighter, louder, and more intensely. Join me on a journey of acceptance of our highly sensitive person traits. Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Person Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly. In this show, I talk about what it's like to have high sensory processing sensitivity when you experience sounds, smells, empathy, and emotions 10 times more intensely. I'd like to start by reading a comment from the blog from a reader named Dan. He writes, I found your website after listening to the podcast, and I have to say that you've described me to a T. I've always known that I'm a highly sensitive person, but never knew quite how to identify it until I heard it put into perspective. I've always wondered why things that normally don't bother others seem to get me upset, why I obsess over past events I can't change, why I'm easily knocked off center by external stimuli and distractions, and why I'm fatigued after my brain has been running all day. I'm still working on it, but now I have a much better idea of exactly what it is. Dan, thank you so much for sharing that. When I first started learning more about high sensitivity, I thought it was very important for me to understand the science behind it, because I know that people question whether or not high sensitivity is real, that it's a real thing. But I never looked into it further because I just put it off. I put off diving into the sort of wordy and scientific subject matter. But I read a great interview with Dr. Elaine Aaron recently on a site called Reset.me, where she goes into detail about scientific and genetic studies of sensitivity. I'll have a link to this great article in the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 27. And today's episode is going to be me sharing what I found to be the most interesting parts of this piece. First, I want to say that I had come to my own conclusions that it seems like HSPs are more susceptible to depression and anxiety than other people, simply because we have so much empathy that we take on the weight of the world. We notice and feel the pain of others. It just makes sense. But Dr. Aaron has some real research to share about this. She talks about how some scientists studied a gene that they think is important for the personality variable of sensitivity. They found that people with this gene, or who exhibit certain behaviors like cautiousness or physical or emotional reactivity, all which are signs of sensitivity, do better than others in good environments and worse than others in bad environments. I just want to repeat that. People who are sensitive do better than others in good environments and worse than others in bad environments. So if you grew up in a supportive, happy home with great parents, you're more likely to perform better and thrive than other kids in social competence, academic performance, and health. On the other hand, if you had a bad upbringing, you were more likely than others to experience depression, anxiety, shyness, and other not-so-great stuff. The point is that sensitivity does not necessarily mean that you are more likely to be depressed or anxious only if you've had an unsupportive, difficult early life. However, you also have the possibility of kicking ass if you had an awesome childhood. Are you all thinking about your childhood right now, analyzing whether or not it applies to you? I know I did. It makes sense though. We are so reactive that we would react more strongly to both bad situations and good situations. As Dr. Aaron says, sensitivity does not lead to vulnerability. The second cool thing I took from this article was about the advantages of being highly sensitive from an evolutionary standpoint. Dr. Aaron uses the word does to explain the main traits of HSPs. 
D-O-E-S. D is that these people exhibit depth of processing. O is that they are easily overstimulated. E is that they are emotionally reactive and empathic. And S, they are sensitive to subtle stimuli. So depth of processing, overstimulation, emotionally reactive and empathic, and sensitive to subtle stimuli. So other than being easily overstimulated, these are all advantageous qualities. When you think back to the caveman days and how everyone had to find a way to survive in such a tough world, our HSP predecessors or ancestors, these qualities they had somehow were advantageous to them when they were hunting and fishing and living off the land and doing whatever they had to do to survive. If being an HSP was a detriment, it would have been bred out of humans by now, or it would be in a much smaller percentage than the 20% or so that we see now. So how is being an HSP beneficial in an evolutionary sense? Dr. Aaron gives this example. Imagine being stuck in a traffic jam and then noticing a shortcut where you can get away from the traffic. However, if everyone were to notice that shortcut, it's of no benefit if everyone takes it. So there are benefits of being highly sensitive and perceptive and seeing that shortcut. If we were all hungry cows and some of us were more observant and found hidden patches of grass, that's an advantage over the other cows who don't notice those details. For those of you with non-sensitive partners or spouses, lay that fun fact on them. There are advantages to being so detail-oriented and reactive. I just find this stuff really interesting, and I hope you guys do too. Thanks for listening. You can find the show notes at highlysensitiveperson.net slash episode 27. If you like the show and found it valuable, please leave a review on iTunes or consider making a small donation. Go to highlysensitiveperson.net and click the donate button on the right side of the page. But while you're on the site, sign up for the weekly newsletter if you haven't already. Tune in next Tuesday for another episode and thanks for listening. 